Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello everyone, this is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built Podcast, and today I have Leslie Cooster with us today. Hopefully, Leslie, I said that right. You did. Perfect. Yay. <laughs> yes, we practiced. I practiced. You did it. <laughs> we did it, right? <laughs> German pronunciation, actually, Swiss pronunciation. Yes, the Swiss pronunciation. It took me a moment there. I thought it was Custer, but, but we're all good, Cooster. So I'm going to do uh, introduce you, and then we'll get started. So Leslie Cooster is a multi-seven-figure e-commerce brand owner whose business, Back From Bali, offers women bohemian chic clothing ethically made in Bali. The success of Back From Bali affords Leslie the life of her dreams, and she is passionate about igniting and inspiring other women entrepreneurs to rise while they create the financial and personal freedom they crave. Leslie's well-earned knowledge is born from experience. In her mid-50s, she was able to ricochet her Back From Bali clothing business from five figures to earning millions. She is now helping other women entrepreneurs of all ages realize their dreams and grow their businesses. Leslie empowers women to live their true freedom by teaching them how to create a business that aligns with their deeper core values, enabling women to work in a way that brings ease and flow into their daily lives so they can be truly fulfilled. And you can expect Leslie's new book uh, this fall coming out, Money and Freedom, Seven Keys to Seven Figures, The Women Entrepreneur's Guide to Money and Freedom. And with over 30 years of experience as an entrepreneur, Leslie's passion inspires women to pursue entrepreneurship in order for them to step into their independence, know their value, develop their feminine power, and earn the kind of money that creates freedom. Sounds good to me. I know. Doesn't that sound great? I love that. When I, sometimes, sometimes someone the other day, they're like, someone else wrote my bio and I was listening the other day and was like, wow, I've done a lot of stuff. I was like, you have exactly sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. So I'm curious. Um, a lot of people have morning rituals, and I like yeah. to ask people, like, what is your morning? Do you have a morning ritual? It changes a lot, I would say. Uh, so I would say, like, what lately is. So lately is I am very much into getting clear about what I want and asking for it. And so I have like written down certain like things I want, like, for example, my husband and I are going to now start looking for a new, a new home or a new place to live. You know, I will start writing down like what I want it to look like and where I want it to be or certain sales I want to hit in my business that's written down 
or uh, the success of my book, my upcoming book that's coming. And so I have it written down and then I like to reread it. So I wrote it in my journal and then I have it bookmarked, literally like not on a computer, but literally a bookmark in my journal. Like a physical and bookmark. Good old days. physical right? bookmark in a physical journal that I physically wrote down with physical pens and, and, and paper and everything. And I just open it to that page in the morning and I read it and I feel it. And I am a huge believer in the power of doing this. And I've been doing this for many, many years, and it is so astounding how when you go back a year or two or five or something and you read what you wanted and you're like, oh my God, this happened. It actually happened. So I really love this practice. And this is probably the, the main one that I do in terms of the morning. Um, I also love having coffee with my husband. So that's another morning ritual that we got into. Uh, I never used to be a coffee drinker, actually. I was a green tea drinker, and he got me addicted in the last couple couple years, I have to say, because of being home so much. And I, I just love our mornings where we have coffee together and just talk. Mm, that sounds just kind of like start the day slow, connect in with a loved one and kind of get the day started. I love Exactly. Yes. And then I usually exercise, you know, so I wake up more like 7.30, I would say, no alarm clocks. And uh, I do my, my intentions and my reading. Sometimes I meditate. So just sit up in bed and breathe and do an inner chant. Uh, and then uh, get up, have coffee with my husband, Heinz. Then I exercise. So I either... I either go running or I do weights or I do yoga. Uh, and then I really don't start working until maybe 11 or 12, I would say, every day. Just a nice, blissful morning. That sounds yeah. so lovely. And I love <laughs> the journaling too. That's so true. When you go back and look, you're like, wow, I did those things. Yeah. Um, you know, that's true. Manifesting, of course, with action with that. But that reminds me of an exercise uh, a good friend had me do, and I did it for a while. And I, you know, this is, reminds me to go back to it is every morning, write down 10 dreams that haven't happened yet. Mm. Similar, right? Very similar type of, but it's just so like just being in the moment of possibility. Yeah. Oh, so you're coming up with new ones every day or similar. I did the same. Okay. Okay. A lot. But new things would come up because it took a while to kind of be like, oh, I can have those things. Oh, that's not for someone else. That could be for me too. And so to get kind of like, um, it's almost like a muscle where you're working on a muscle, it's getting stronger and stronger and being like, okay, I can't have those things. So, oh, I love that so much. Well, I love your story. And I want to hear more about it. I want people to know because you're very successful now with Back From Bali um, and the lifestyle that you have. I mean, fantastic. But I I'd love to hear where you started. Like, share that story with our listeners, please. Yeah, you know, I started a long time ago when I was working in New York City in public relations and I hated my job. And it's <laughs> just not for me. And I did a like a vacation trip or, or traveling trip to Indonesia, to Bali, Indonesia and other islands in Indonesia and absolutely loved it. 
And I went for an extended trip for many, many months, about seven months. And when I returned back to New York City, I needed to find, you know, another job. And I just didn't want to get a job. I, I just felt every inch of my body, I, I don't want to do this. And I just had an idea, oh my God, what would happen if I jump back on the airplane and go back to Bali? And I went and bought beautiful things that I saw there and bring it back to New York City and try to sell it what would happen. And that's what I did. So I just literally got back on the plane. I took a duffel bag with me. I walked the streets of Bali, really sweating a lot, really hot place. I was buying children's clothes because I just fell in love with the beautiful colors and the batik work, the handicrafts that they did there in, in kids' clothes. Brought it back to New York, did street fairs. And I was basically attacked by women trying to buy my clothing, like, because it was new at that time. That is how I launched my business. My business came from a desire to never work in an office again and to follow a, a yearning and a hunch inside of me and a wondering. And I think this is important that whenever you think, like, I wonder if. I quit the job. I wonder if I jumped on the plane and went to Bali. I wonder if I changed something in my business. Like whenever you get that feeling of, I wonder if that's a sign from inside of you that there's something to do. And most of us simply don't do it. And we don't follow the wonder. And the wonder is a, is a beautiful gift. It's a, a gift from our feminine intelligence, basically. So I wondered, I went and that is how I launched my business. But as I shared with you before we started uh, recording today, even though I was in business a really long time and we're talking like over 20 years of being in business, you know, business went from street fairs and all that. And I did wholesaling and, and other uh, things to then I got on the internet. But even though I've been in, had been in business such a long time, I was not financially successful in it. I did okay. And when I say okay, $60,000, $70,000 a year or something like that is what I had been doing. And that's after working many, 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 many years. So what happened was when I got to sometime in my early 50s, I felt like so disappointed in myself. I felt like I was a failure, even though I wasn't. I had a great relationship. I had a business. I had a great life. I was healthy, but I knew that I was undervaluing myself. I knew that I was like not living up to my potential. I knew I was smart and I was only doing whatever, $60,000 a year. And that was just not enough for me because it, it limited my life. It limited what the apartment we could buy. It limited how I wanted to live. It just limited things a lot. Uh, and that was my turning point. That was like a literally a dark night of the soul where I like really faced myself and I was sitting in my our little apartment at the time, which we no longer live in and is rented now for income. And I said to myself, there's just no effing way I am waking up on my next birthday, not doing over a hundred thousand a year. I'm done. And that was it. And then I everything changed. It's I as simple that. as like, that. No, Making I that just decided. Decision. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please go ahead. Yeah making that that wanting that decision that 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 commitment that 
desire, that passionate desire. And it was that desire, that commitment, that wanting, that decision that changed everything. Mm, I love that. And that's what it comes down to, you know, and the whole, the, I wonder if yeah. I, I'd love to go back to that because how many times do we say, Oh, I wonder if, or you see something you're like, Oh, that's a nice car. That's a pretty house. Or, Ooh, they just went on that trip. I wonder if, and then what happens sometimes the inner critic, the, you can't have that. Who do you think you are? Like what? Oh, you want that car? Well, you're gonna have to work really, 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 really hard to get that. You know, those types of things. And I love that you're just like, guess what? I'm doing this. So yeah. so you made the the dark night of the soul. You made this definitive decision. Like, listen, I'm making six figures. No, no questions asked. Like, this is what we're doing. So then what? The, so first it's the mindset shift, right? Yes. So what happened next after that? First is the wanting, even before the mindset shift, I would say first is really this like burning desire for something that you want. And without that wanting, nothing will happen um, because you, you won't even be able to change your mindset because you, 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 your wanting isn't strong enough. So the wanting needs is always the first step. After the wanting was there, and it was so clear to me that basically I wanted to make money, that's what I wanted, uh, then came, okay, there were things I needed to do to make that happen. And one of them was to focus. That was really the next thing, because I had actually two businesses. I had the business I had, which is what I still have, my uh, women's clothing business called Back From Bali. And I had another business at the same time, which was uh, helping uh, young girls. It was a program called Girl Power. So I knew that one of the reasons that I was not successful, and this is so important, is because I was doing two things at the same time. And whenever we do two things at the same time, and we don't focus on one thing, then basically, nothing happens. Because wherever you put your attention, that's what expands, that's what grows, you know, you put your attention on Eating chocolate, for example, chocolate, 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 you're going to be eating chocolate, you put your attention on learning money, 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 and you're studying money or investments, you will start to learn it and things like that will expand. When we are really doing two businesses at the same time, then nothing really will really grow. So the next step for me was focusing and making the decision that I was going to let every other business go in my life and just focus in on back from Bali and really make this grow. And then, of course, the second one, or rather that was second, the third was getting the help through a consultant, a mentor, a coach. And I can't stress that enough because you really don't know what you don't know. And I'm sure everybody has heard this before. You don't know, you don't know, but I'm telling you, you really don't know what you don't know. And when, and in my, my industry is e-commerce, you know, I, I especially sell on Amazon, you know, there was so much I didn't know or understand at all. So that was really uh, the next step was getting the guidance. And getting help. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and I love that you said you don't know what you don't know. I think also some of the most successful entrepreneurs I know are humble. Yes. They've had their ass that. handed to them. I have multiple times over and over and over again, and you get back up 
but having a mentor to kind of ease <laughs> or give you a shortcut, you know, a shortcut, like here's the hike straight up and it's a bunch of boulders. But actually, if you go around to the left and then go up, you actually avoid this boulder field and you can still hit the top in the same time frame. One of those pieces. Yeah, I think that definitely comes down to it. That's um, getting the right help too and knowing yeah. what you need. Yes, I, I have, I actually, the way to get the right help is, is, is this is what I say about it. Hire someone who is where you want to be yes. and was where you are now. And this is really important. Mm. And especially this applies very much, uh, certainly to business coaching that you want to hire a coach consultant who already is successful in business, has been successful in business, and hasn't just gone to coaching business school. So this is really, really important that whoever it is you hire in coaching, even if it's in life coaching, let's make sure, or relationship coaching, let's make sure he, she is, has been successful in their own relationships. So we need, we, we learn best from teachers who have already succeeded in things that we want to exceed in. That's so true. I said stop for a moment because <laughs> I, this is happened to me last summer. So recently divorced and I was getting advice from someone, a relationship coach, and I was using the advice and it was, I was getting really bad results. Let's just say that just nightmare. I'm like, why didn't that work? She said, that's what I should do. And I'm like, whoa, let's take a look at her life. And I did some more research, nightmare relationship background, not in a relationship, like all these other things. I'm like, why, why am I listening to this person? How many times have we done that where someone is so confident and we're like, oh, they should, they know what they're talking about because they have this title or they had this article or they, they spoke at this event and they must have all this credibility. But when you look under the hood, it's so important to take the time to look under the hood that I have found because they may not be the right person for you. And they may be putting on a little bit of a, a rouge. Yeah. Wait, what's the word? A rouge. Well, they're just, you Whatever. know, they're, they're, they're talking from what they've learned, not from what they've experienced. And we, we learn from experience and we learn best from people who have experienced it. And this is a, this is a mistake a lot of people make and what you you know, but what you experienced as well is like an amazing example of it and smart of you to look into her and find out what her story is. So when you're looking for a coach, consultant, mentor, you always want to look for someone who has been or is where you want to be going. So that person can teach you how to get there. Otherwise, they really can't. It's just it's academic. and. Mm -hmm. It, nothing will happen then. So I'm curious then when you found, so you obviously found a coach or mentor you started working with who was where you wanted to be. Did you find that you worked with them for a period of time and then needed to up level or did you work with that same coach and mentor throughout and they kind of grew with you? Because of my business, my business is e-commerce. Okay. So I was looking for not a life coach or relationship coach. I was looking for a business coach who could help me with my Amazon and e-commerce business. So that's who I hired. And I hired her 2011 and I still work with her to this day. Oh, 
I love that. Yeah, we still, in fact, we have, we're meeting after we, you and I speak, we're meeting again. So I meet with her once a month uh, and she has just helped me really build my business. And I have to also say when I first started working with her, I was doing uh, in, in terms of sales. I remember I was doing in sales on Amazon around about 50,000 a year. I had some other sales going somewhere else too, but on Amazon, I was doing about 50,000 a year. Uh, which at the time I was like 50,000 a year, it sounds pretty good, but um, it's not uh, for all the fees you have to spend and, and the cost of the goods and all that stuff. It's not actually that successful. And I remember her saying to me at the very beginning of our first session, she said to me, I would love to help you build your brand. And I said to her, what brand? I didn't even see that this was even a possibility. I had no conception that I might have a brand. And so it's because of working with her that she was able to mirror for me the, the gold that I actually had, which I couldn't see myself. I couldn't see it at all. So that is what a mentor or you know a coach can do for you is really kind of draw out uh, your success. And this is what she's really done for me, which is why I keep working with her. And yes, I do have other, other consultants. I do have other masterminds. I, I've, I continue to learn. I continue to take courses. I continue to join memberships. So I continue to expand and learn not only through her, but I have stayed with her. I love that. I feel like you're very grateful for her and she was a gift for sure. I am. Uh, that's beautiful. Okay. So, so we've got, if we can go back wanting that burning desires first, then it's kind of the shift in the mindset, then focus and then getting help. That's four. Yeah, actually it's wanting. <laughs> Sorry. It's, yes. It's wanting it's yes. focus. Okay. That That's the second one there. Okay. Then it's actually mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it goes into a ferocious learning, I call it, which is then getting a mentor. Okay. And then you start taking actions. Okay. And then there's persevering through it. And then finally, there is what I call empty time. So these are, the book I wrote is called Seven Keys to Seven Figures. And this these seven keys, which is what I just spoke about, really are the steps that I believe are kind of a, a guideline or a roadmap towards having a, a very successful business. This These are the steps that I used to get to where I am. Okay. I love it. Do you want to talk a little bit more then about, so we haven't gotten to taking actions yet. So you want to talk about that? (laughs) Well, Maya Angelou, the poet says, Mm -hmm. which I love one of her favorite uh, quotes is nothing will work unless you do. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Nothing will work unless you do. Unless you do, meaning you take action or you work. Exactly. Nothing will work unless you work. I mean, nothing will work. So all the um, intention building, journaling, walking in the woods, uh, visioning, meditating, asking for help does nothing unless you actually take action. I love and that this- you said that because <laughs> <laughs> why? Um, 
I love all, all the people I see on Instagram. They're like, you need to manifest and journal and all, but then they stop it there. I'm a very action oriented person. Sometimes I'll take action without the intentions, right? Ready, fire, aim. Um, and I, over time with mentors and coaches have found to slow things down and to, you know, lean into the intentions, but it is a little confusing online where they, they're like, oh, just write down what you want and then don't do anything and just set it down and wait. I'm like, I don't think that's how the world works. So thank you for saying that. Just thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Action is one of the most important parts. And this is where people really stop and don't do anything. Like they don't get on that airplane. Like I got on that airplane or they don't make the phone call. They don't write the email. They don't, they don't do something. And this is, this is like, if you have an idea or if you have already have a business, then there are things that one that there's to do. And I find, um, I, again, I, I really like physically writing things down, like with a, a, like a notepad and a pen and not just a list on the computer to really write down what all those things are that you need to be doing. And I know this is where everyone gets so stuck because there's so many things to do. You could just, you could write forever on all the things there is to do from, you know, write that email and, and, and send it off and add a graphic and, you know, go food shopping and, and whatever, whatever it is, even if it's not just business related, but it needs to be written down. And it needs to be written down in kind of an organized way. I like to keep my to-do list, uh, my business to-do list separate from any personal to-do list. And to what I like to do is I like to have like a quarterly goals, you know, some, some big things that you want to do in the quarter, such as a revenue goal, okay, or bring in a new program or a new product, you know, in my, in my case. But all of those things, like bringing in a new product, takes many action steps. So you have some quarterly goals, which maybe aren't really more than four or five, you know, but each one of those bigger goals then have to be broken down into what I like to call action steps. So I'm also a very practical person. And I think a lot of the reason for my success is because of the action steps that I consistently take. And I take them because I'm clear on what some of those intentions are, those quarterly goals are, and then I break them up into action steps, into small action steps. Mm -hmm. And so you can take one step at a time, but also they roll up to that quarterly goal. And my guess is that rolls up to your annual goals so that you're just working, everything working together. Exactly. It, yeah. it takes time to do this. And this is a lot of people skip over it. But for example, like every December, uh, I suggest for your business to really write down your, your yearly goal, and then at least to write down your Q1 goal. So your Q1 goal would be the January, January, February, March to the end of March. That would be Q1. And so you, you have your annual goals, you know, which maybe is 10 or something like that. You don't want to add like 50 things to it, but maybe there's 10 or 15 or eight or four. And then you want to create your, 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 at least your first quarterly goal. And then from your quarterly goal, you could then create what I like to call these action steps. 
And if you take the time to do this, some people like to just write it down on their computer. Some like to have it visual, like in a whiteboard in some other way, whatever way you want to have it, but to have it Again, it works in the same way of how we spoke at the beginning, which is to have the intention and to write it down on a piece of paper, what you want. Like my husband and I want a new, new apartment, a new home. And then when it's there, somehow the, the, the idea is the creativity inside. It's sort of the inner action. So the inner action is the intention, the idea, the creativity of it, the thought of it, but that needs to be written down, all right? And so that, that inner action is now starting to go into an outer action. And that outer action leads to yearly goals and quarterly goals and then action steps. And I like to use the word intentions instead of goals because it's a little more feminine sounding to me yes instead of like the hardcore goals these are our goals for this year and things like that and I think too is playing with words that feel good right intention sounds really it does sound more feminine I might have to say yeah. that okay yeah. I love that action steps and then also um I uh persevering and empty time can we go over those briefly you know, one of the keys to success, and I really do believe one of the reasons for my own success is simply that I stayed in the game long enough. Mm -hmm. uh, I cannot tell you how many problems I have had in my business, uh, you know, I mean, from, oh, yeah. from you know, corrupt uh, customs officer, officers stealing, you know, all of my goods to Amazon shutting down my listings and not making it available for sale. I mean, it has been ongoing. Okay. So this is something that we really all need to understand that if you're going to be in business and you're going to be an entrepreneur, you are going to have a lot of problems, period. Yeah. And so one of the keys to success is understanding that and just knowing that if you just stay in the game, you just keep going no matter what. First of all, other people fall off because they're not persevering. And with your perseverance, even that, almost that alone will give you success. I really believe it. Uh, and, you know, if you, if you look at some of the uh, Sarah Blakely with Spanx, you know, I mean, her level of perseverance, how many no's she had. I mean, she had no after no after no after no after no. I mean, Oprah was told she'll never make it on television, for example. Uh, so, we so some really well-known people have had a lot of no's in their life, but they kept persevering and going. So this is very important. Uh, a lot of people think business should be easy, okay, and and running your own business should be easy. Nothing's easy. If you want something to be successful, it's it's not always easy, but it's definitely worth it. Yes. And, and then you look like an overnight success and they have no idea what it took. I mean, how many moments, especially you being in products. And I know when I was in distribution with products, there are shipments that are missed and trying to get things out of other countries and any and everything can go wrong. And I remember some days just like sliding down, sitting next to my shelving in my warehouse. I'm like, what is there anything else that could go wrong today and then you just wake up the next day and be like we're gonna make this work all right you just rally get everyone together you find resources and you make it happen regardless and if people don't see that they don't see those dark moments in the evenings you wake up at three in the a.m how am i gonna make this work 
I've got a huge meeting tomorrow. I've got these bills to pay. Like, how can I make this work? And you make it work. And those are the people who are the most successful because you're going to fall off your bike and you're going to have to get back up again. And it, I think it makes you a stronger person. And you also realize how powerful you are, how capable you are to move things forward. So yes, this, we've, we've both been there. Okay. Let's talk about empty time. If you want to be successful in business, you have to stop doing business. There are times you have to stop. I've been going to a spiritual retreat in the summer for almost 30 years. And during the last 10 years, which is when I've really built the business to the multiple millions, is when I continued to go to this place. And even though I was probably working over a six-week period, maybe three to five hours a week, Okay, my business continued to grow and grow and grow and grow. I really believe one of the secrets to success is stopping and not doing anything and taking time for yourself to really connect with your spirit and your feminine power and who you really are and what you really want. Because again, the first step is wanting. And if you're too busy and too caught up in the doing of it and the action steps of it all the time, you start to forget what it is that you want, okay? And you start to just do rather than really get clear about what it is that you that burning desire is. Unless you stop and have time to breathe, to feel yourself, to connect with yourself, to get away from action all the time, then you're always going to be in that cycle of action. And you won't ever get any new creative ideas of what could be because you don't stop. So the whole cycle, I see it kind of goes in a circle that starts with wanting and focusing and mindset and, you know, getting the help that you need and taking action and pushing through through perseverance but you must stop at some points too. And you must stop in order for you to reconnect with what that burning desire is and wanting. Mm, I love that. And it's just, and then it begins again. Because and then you're it rejuvenating again. also. Yeah. I think too, yes. when you've been in business for so many years, sometimes you need to reignite that fire or maybe start another fire that um, beautifully dovetails pairs in with the the um, the OG so to speak the original fire and oh. what does that look like because as entrepreneurs we're okay with chaos at times we're okay with difficult things and so we also are intelligent and creative and we need new puzzles to solve as I say so maybe it's a new puzzle that you add to it that's interesting I love that um, I could talk to you all day and I, and I almost want to do, we might have to talk about a part two because there's another, you know, talking about different ways to work. So, um, as of right now though, we're going to end for today. I don't want to, but, um, let's how, what's the best way for people to find you? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, the best way would definitely be my website to go to lesliecooster.com. I have a free ebook called seven 
sabotaging things most women entrepreneurs do. So definitely check that out. I made all those mistakes, so I can now teach what not to do. So go to lesliecooster.com. And of course, you could find me in social media as well, mostly Instagram, Facebook, or um, YouTube. So easy to find me. Excellent. Thank you so much. We'll also have those in the show notes for everyone that's listening. And um, Leslie, this was so nice today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes, absolutely. And thank you everyone who's listening. I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.